begin. Let's let's start with it says that hey, Amid Aleph, Katan, Shashachach, Lespalel, Oyshachach, Yalav, Yava. What are the laws of Chinuch requiring an ancient Shiloh, requiring a child to forget the Yalav, Yava? Should the Rebbe require, the father require the Siddish Monastery again? How far do you go in the laws of Chinuch? The answer, even before you read this, the answer is obviously, you can't generalize. Every child is different, but let's see how he, how he expresses it. Or do we require him to go to the next level in the event that, let's say, for example, in the case of saying Shemona Esrei, if you get to Yav Yav, you're required to be do Tashlumen to repeat the Shemona Esrei. Keep going, for example. Katon Shenirdam Be'erev. Here's an example. He fell asleep. He did not daven Ma'erev. A child, he forgot to daven Ma'erev. V'lo Yispal Arvis. The next morning, is he required to repeat to say the Shemona Esrei twice to fulfill the law of Tashlumen? Another example, another Shiloh, he did not daven Mayrif Shabbos, so the next day is, an adult that does not say Kiddush at night recites Kiddush by day, the regular Kiddush by day. Do we apply this rule to a child as well? So this was the question posed to the Tzel HaChochma. What was his answer? There's no question, of course. Of course. If the child has enough Seichel, he's at the age where he understands the mitzvahs, and he did not do the mitzvah properly, so of course he have an obligation to do the next day the same way an adult does it. Now he quotes a Tzvitz, and I don't okay, I don't know the Tzvitz Chagiga, I didn't look it up, but, but then he goes and he says, But then he goes on to say, But there's really no obligation. In other words, when there's a double takana, the, the, now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the case of the Gemara, but a double takana you don't do. So let's see. The imkin gamlin and zeh yesh leimar shechinuch leketanim takanahi avol tashlumin loy shamanu shechayiv mishum shein oisim takana litakana. Okay, so just to be very vague, I don't know the details of the Gemara, but there's a principle called ein oisim takanta litakanta. If the initial, the primary subject is a takana, we do not institute a, d- a double layer of takana. Here as well, this that we teach children to do mitzvahs is a takana. It's in the category of a takana. So that when he becomes an adult, he should right away on day one know what to do. There should be no delay in being mekayim the mitzvahs. Now you want to make a takana for a takana in the event the child did not recite the Shemona Esrei at night, he should recite a double Shemona Esrei. That whole halacha of reciting a double Shemona Esrei in the morning for an adult is a takana. The whole concept of tchinuch is a takana. So takanta le takanta? You want to go and lay it on double? So this is very big chiddish. Halacha he wants to pass that a child who forgot to say Ma'ariv has absolutely no obligation to say the next day a double Shemona Esrei. Now, if not for seeing this, what would you say on your own? Like I told you in the beginning, I would say, well, you know, it depends. Will you train children to do things exactly the way you do adults? Adults, the way adults do a mitzvah, that's how a child does a mitzvah. If the child already is at the age where he can do the mitzvah, so he should do the proper way. Obviously, he's saying differently in, in, in his approach that Selah Chachma, he disagreed. The, uh, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm just saying over here, you see over here, he has a very he different approach. No Zero. He, seem, he, see, he seems to say, right. But his, in other words, he's letting you think you may. You may, right. So, so is, maybe you're allowed. Would you be allowed to? L'chari, yeah, the child wants. L'chari, right. why not? Oh, but he's. Therefore, same thing. If, listen, if a child doesn't want to establish one as you in the first place, there's no available. Right. The, the mitzvah is on the father, not on the son. It's a big chiddush. So he's an age of chinuch, and now he goes out He's not going to be able to hear the Megillah on the proper day. So there's a question. We know we know the halach is that bidiyavet you can lay in the megillah on, on day eleven, day twelve, and day thirteen. The primary date in the megillah is day fourteen, day fifteen. 
that's the halacha, that's the halacha in the in, 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 in unwalled city, walled city. But the, the first Mishnah of Mesech and Megillah teaches us Megillah Nikres, Biyud Aleph, Biyud Beis, Biyud Gimel, Biyud Dalavit Hasvav. So there are situations when a child, when, when a person can lay in the Megillah starting from day 11 if he's not going to be able to hear the Megillah on day 14 or day 15. So the child of here is so the question here is do we require the child to lay in the Megillah an adult? We would require to lay in the Megillah early, but do we require a child? And every Paskins know there's no obligation. There's no obligation. To lay in the Megillah on day 11, 12, 13 is a Takana. And a child's obligation in general is a takana. Takanta le takanta lo yavdinan. Uvishut kinyin tar bahalacha. Kas av lagabi katan shegil lechinuch vleshama havdalu b'matzay shabbos kodesh shenchiyav midin chinuch lechan kai sheavdil biyomishin. Another example: If a child misses havdala, do we require him to make havdala on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday? The answer is no. Making havdala on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is only a takana. In general, the fact that child has to hear Avdolah Mitzvah Shabbos is a takon of chinuch. Takanto le takanto lo yavdinan. Ulam b'shut li horus nasan kasav sheyesh lechanech esakatun hein kasha shachel espalos sheyesh lechanech lutfils tashlum. No, he disagrees. V'chein legabi katan shloy chivdil b'mitzvah Shabbos sheyesh lo lahav dabiyam rishon ukegadol. V'chein nakat b'chut hashani sheyesh lechanech katan gam b'tashlum b'tfilah l'baruchs amazon. If he forgets. Anything he has to make it up. For example, what do you mean if you forget to say Yale Viyavo, the child has to repeat the Birch Samazain. Uh, or it say, or it say in 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 in, uh, in, be- in benching. Yalav yavo yinan avachir. But yalav yavo only on yom, on only on yomtiv yavachir. Not on Rosh Chodesh. Only on yomtiv. I would say sheish lachsoim shacha v'chein im lo loya kadem yain lavdala b'motzah Shabbos yishlechan chul havdil biyamishon on Sunday. So what do we see here? He disagrees. So we see over here a fundamental machlekes between the tzel hachachma and the shut lehoras nosan. How far it goes in training a, a child. The Lahira, the Tzalachachma, introduces a very powerful Yesoid called Takanta Litakanta Loi Avdinan. But obviously, not everyone agrees with that. The other, the counter argument is if you have a mitzvah of Chinuch, the mitzvah of Chinuch should be done the way it's done by an adult. And if an adult forgets, a child has to repeat, so the child should do exactly the same thing. Okay, interesting topic, interesting idea, new topic. This was something which was a very big issue years ago. Okay, I know, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, people, was, there was a horrible Maisa where a person uh, was a, was a Koyen and he desperately wanted to marry a Grusha. Okay, he desperately wanted to marry this woman. He fell in love with this woman who was a Grusha and he wanted to marry her. And uh, he was a very wealthy person. <laughs> And uh, for money, you can buy anything, Rabbi Isai. You can even buy a, you can buy even a Sony Botsa. You can buy a Sony Botsa, someone who hates bribes. For enough money, you can buy a Sony Botsa also. So he, it's a shocking thing. He went to a Rav. He went to a Rav, and the Rav said, he told him, I have to marry this woman. You've got to find for me a solution. So he said, the only solution we can find is, and I'm telling you now, it's a horror story, is maybe the original marriage that this woman who she got married was Shalai Kahalacha. It wasn't it wasn't a legal marriage. Yeah, before grandma did. That's common. That's very common. How is that common? It's not common. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. the sale halach, it's not a kosher marriage. Okay, so let's see. So they took out the wedding album. They took out the wedding album of the wedding of the woman who was a Grusha who got divorced and they looked at the witnesses under the chuppah. And they said, well, look, this witness, you know, his, his beard, his, his skin is so soft. Maybe he used a razor. Wow. Maybe he used a razor. And if he used the... No, I know this, I know this story. I even know the names. I even know the names. That's how, how far it goes. And they came, they came to ask a Shiloh. They came, they did an investigation behind this person's back. If this person maybe uses a razor, maybe at the time when this woman got married, he was Pasol Edus because he, he shaves with a razor, and therefore Lahalach was not considered to be a kosher wedding. And Mela, she's not a Grusha. She's a woman who lived in sin with a man for a number of years, but she's not in Halach called a Grusha. And even though she did get a get, which is a Reach get, which itself is also a problem, 
In this instance, since the, the yichos of the kain is also questionable, no one today can say with certainty that they are 100% a kain. So we combine all of these ingredients together. We have a little hocus pocus over here, a little, little, little magic, and we can come up with a solution to allow this man to marry this woman. Shocking. Yeah, but then this she might not be a Garusha, but she might be a Zayna. She, she might be a Zayna. No, not a Zayna. She was not well, living. She, she's not. She, well, that was part of the issue. So the person to whom they, one of the, one of the people to whom they investigated got so angry, so angry at this, 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 this sham, he literally physically picked up this person who was a Hushra person who came in to make the investigation, picked him up with his own hands and threw him out of the house. How dare you? How dare you do, do such a thing? This person, this person, he didn't, first of all, the truth was he didn't use a razor. That's, that's right. But how dare you even go through such a mahalach to, to, to go about such a thing just because this person wants to marry a grusha and it was clear and, and, and why are you so influenced? Because he's paying you a lot of money. He's giving you a lot, a lot of money to come up and do the investigation and find the head of him to marry the woman. So it was a very, very frightening thing of how, how, how far things can go in this room. But here... Unusual, by the way, is so you have to bring it on the first day of Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. So does a cotton have a fee of tashlumen if he doesn't bring it on the first day? In other words, you bring him to the base of Migdosh, the Euler Regal, al-Tchino, you bring him. But does he have a fee of tashlumen on well, it doesn't say that in Tosis. It doesn't mention that it came about mitzvah. If he became bar mitzvah on Cholamayet, that's how it works out. Is there a fee of Okay, that's a Okay, that's interesting Shiloh. B'shot, let's see over here. So, B'galche Zokon B'tar Imsulim Leidus. What happened at the end? He married her? No, at the end he did not. I don't know. I don't know what happened at the end. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what happened. Okay, so we here he's discussing this Shiloh from the root. The exact term: Megalche Zokin Betar in Pesulim Leedus. B'shul Shulchanaruch Pasak Hamachaber Shaaf Shakol Mishaidu Olav Shavar Aver Ploinis. Anyone upon whom they testify they did a specific Aver. Avpi Even though he was not warned, if we know for a fact that a person is in violation of Halacha, even though he was not warned, he is Pasul Edus. That is what it says in Shulchanaruch. Vuhu Shavar. Al dvarim sheposhat bishol shuavera provided that the aver that he did was as an aver which is, which is considered, which is well known. It's well known that such an act is forbidden. Avil imru oiver al davar shakarv ha'isaliyoshay. But if he did something which people people make mistakes, very common for a person to make a mistake and think that it's permitted, then tzrichim lahashiroi then he's not automatically disqualified for being a witness unless he is explicitly warned it's made known to him the severity of the matter and he continues to be in violation for example so a person sees someone else tying and untying on Shabbos he's making his tying his shoelaces the wrong way there's a very specific way how you tie your shoelaces so he comes to shoelaces you see he makes a double knot he makes a double knot so tzrichim loidiush zechel shabbos. You now have to make a double knot on your shoelaces. You have to make only a single knot. Because many people don't know the halacha that you're not going to make a double knot. People think that you can make a double knot because I'm only going to wear it for less than 24 hours. Maybe there is a shahetar. I don't know. But let you, whatever the situation, what? There is a heter. A double knot? It's a very shvach heter. A double knot? Yeah. Yeah, that's the heter. What? What's the heter? It's a safety issue. If you don't make a double knot, single knot comes out, you'll trip on your shoelaces and fall over. So don't wear shoes that have laces. Right, so that's what a lot of Hasidim will open. I don't know. I, I always used to make double knots. Always. And then I was I learned the halacha. You now make a double knot. So I made a single knot. What do you say? A knot? You mean a bow? A bow on top of a bow. You make a bow on top of a bow. Yeah, yeah. You'd be shocked. Go, go, I challenge you to find me a safer that says that you can do it on Shabbos. I used to do it all the time. I used to do it also. And then I learned you now how to do it. So I only listened. Then every five minutes my shoelaces came apart. So I found the solution. The solution I do now is I make a single knot. What I do is I tuck, I tuck the loops into, I tuck the loops into my, the shoelaces, into the, in not the shoes, into the, 
into the laces. And it works. It works pretty good. Maybe you carry it. Not carrying it. So maybe maybe at that point this might No, it's not a knot. I take the loops after I make the single knot, I insert the loop under it's a kayom, it's permanent. It's it's good enough in halacha. Google it. Google it. No, this is a cash aluminum. Maybe you'll argue that it's only also midirabon and it's not also midiraisa. There are definitely approaches that it's not deiraisa because deiraisa has to have kavana for more than 24 hours. No one is tying your shoes that it should last more than 24 hours. And you'll tell me it's not a cash aluminum, it's not an expert knot. Okay, you can have all of these different legal these loopholes, but it, it, it appears from my from my uh, <laughs> limited research <laughs> that it is also it is also okay. Okay, so let's. What they tell you, what you absolutely not allowed to do is what you have to be careful. Is a lot of people you get lazy like with your tying your shoes and you kick them off without opening the laces, uh, and then the uh, next day you open it up uh, and tie your shoe again. Now it stayed overnight, and now it became a kesher shul kayama. But you opened up your knot right away. That's that. And you have the so same shaila with the garter. Garbage and it's right. You're not allowed to tie a double knot in a garbage bag. When you take out the garbage on Shabbos, you have to only tie a single knot. You're not allowed to tie a double knot. It's also they're taking about a garter. You know, this is also Shabbos when the Sefer Torah. You take a garter around the Sefer Torah of the olden days. Before they had the clips and the Velcro and the Velcro. So you had these long, these long things that you would tie. So if you make a double knot and you're not planning on taking out the Sefer Torah until Monday at least, until Monday, so it's more than 24 hours and it's a double knot. It's a real problem. It's a real problem how it's to be done. Today, Baruch Hashem, everyone has Velcro, you have clips. But so the header that it says in Svarim, literally, why that it was okay to make the double knot in the Sefer Torah, that problem became if you only use that Sefer Torah on Shabbos and it stayed a whole week, a week. Not, but even until Monday it's more than 24 hours Monday and Thursday, but even Monday is more than 24 hours it's more than 24 hours Monday okay, I don't know. okay so let's go and discuss you're taking it also, you're opening it up by Mincha. No, why about Mincha? Yeah, Mincha, right? Okay, so let's see what it says. Okay, let's see what it says. So the Gemara talks about you now allowed to Covet. Is that how you pronounce it? Covet? Covet. 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 Depends what state you come from. Covet. Your friend's wife. So maybe that only applies in the case when you give money. When you give money, I want this axe. I want the axe. I, I, I want it. So I, the person, like the extortion, he does not want, he does not want to release it. But for enough money, he will release it. So do you violate? So some people make a mistake and they think, they think that only applies if you give money. But let's say you don't give money. In other words, let's say, let's say you, you use your influence. Let's say instead of you, the way you take it for yourself is not by giving money. You, you, you barter. You do someone a favor. Or you, um, you influence them. You, you, you abuse them. You do something without the transfer of money in order to, 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 to take into your possession something which you desire. So maybe one would argue that's not called an the rights of Lesachma. The answer is no. It's also, even if, you, even if you don't give money, if you do any maisa which causes you to take the property of your friend when he does not want to give it away, that is called lo sachmod. So okay, that's just one example. We don't need to really, that's just one of many examples. It's just an example of a mitzvah which people don't know the halacha. It's very common that people do not know the halacha. They think that it's mutter, and this person is in violation. He is still called kosher leedos unless it's made known to him clearly, without any doubt, that what he's doing is aser, and he continues to do the avera. Then indeed he becomes pasul leedos. Lofizeh kasev hamaharil sheisha shesirva lava ledin imbala 
Let's say she has a, her husband takes her to Bezdin. It's a mistake. Another example, and I don't know all details, where, where a woman is required by law to come to a Bezdin. There is a, there is a, a Hasmana to a Din Torah, whatever the situation is, and she refuses to come. So she thinks that, according to Halach, I, I don't have to go, it's up to, I, I have a choice. And it's not true, she doesn't have a choice. So again, so it's, since there's something which is common, there's a misconception, it does not make her into a woman who is a low Tsoyes Dina. Next, over Shulchan Aruch, so here we come now to the crux of our question. What about, what is the category of shaving with a razor? So he says, the person that does this is not disqualified. It was very common years ago that many people did it. People, they would shave with a razor. We live in an Akshari Dari today, no one would think of doing it. It's also only because today everyone has, they have, they have, they have the, 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 the very high quality electronic uh, uh, shavers. shavers. But years ago, they were very schwach, these shavers. They didn't have a Norelco, didn't have the lifting cut and all these high-tech gadgets. And it was a big difference if you don't shave with, and if you don't, if you don't use a sar, it's a very, very hard. So, so it was very it's unfortunate. Powder, powder, all these things. So not everyone was oymed bin Asayan. There were people that were nichshul, it was very common. So Rabbi Kiv Eger writes that you cannot disqualify a person from Eidos. You cannot disqualify a person from Eidos in violation because it's not so well known. V'chein kasa b'shud b'y shlomo, she'ha'moynim v'ha'moynim the masses, v'ha'burim and the ignorant. Choshrim z'lumidus chasidus ma'alma. Go take a poll in the streets. The pollsters aren't too good anyway. But... <laughs> go take a poll and ask what people the average person thinks about shaving and you'll be shocked to realize that the average person thinks it's a midas chasidus not today anymore today we live in a different generation but go back 50 years people with ignorance has spread in his time his day and age Paskins you may not disqualify the testimony of a person that shaves the razor period look at the brackets Okay, so that is a very fascinating psaac from Kiv Eger. I guess you have to take a poll. It's very hard to determine. You can't generalize. You have to. Let's say talking during the evening. Talking during the evening. You have to talking during the chuppah. Turning to the Chobah. Every, that's not Naveir, that's just, that's just, there's no Hashukhan, that's what you're saying, but, but you, obviously you can't generalize, every situation is different. Every, there can be things that are, if they want to cancel out and, uh, a witness, a, a, a marriage, the, if the right person makes a decision, uh, that it can be negated. It can be, yeah. In case, the guy was saying that the razor was negating, he made up that wasn't a Okay, but, but, Whatever it is, it is. This is the problem. The person is doing an Avera, and everyone knows that it's Osir. Even if it's the mass are doing the Avera, disagrees with Rabbi Eger, and he is of the opinion that in his generation where he lived, and you can't generalize, Rabbi Eger lived in one place, he lived in another place, and that he hold that where he lived, he was later, everyone knows, there's no ignorance in this matter, and anyone that is in violation is just lahachis, they just don't care, they want to do what's good for themselves, and therefore you do, it's a free world, do what you want, but you can't be a witness, there are consequences. Cannot be a witness. Cannot be a witness. But that applies. That also applies lashonara. The ayin b'shot mishnah halacha shadon al ish shalcha laarkos in nechshaves kaivedes al das mitamza. This is still very common today. People who go to court. This is very common today. It is forbidden. The eleham mishpatim asher tosim lifnehem lifnehem v'loy lifnei arkos. You are not allowed to take your fellow Jew to a secular court before you go to a bezdin. 
very often the Bezim will immediately say we are not equipped to deal with this and we give you permission to go to Bezim. They will act as our representatives. But to go directly to take your fellow man to, to initially without first going and speaking to a Bezim and getting from them a permission, it is 100% Osir. Therefore, this is something which is not known. It definitely is not known today. Suppose, uh, for example, someone is building and he's not supposed to be building. By the time That's not court. Get the it's better you get a stop order, then you go to bed. Stop order is not a sakana. It's not. That's not. Stop order is not. Is not a for money. That's not. That's just a sakana. That that's exactly. different. When you when you want you call the call the, the three hundred one because uh, there's there's a, a, viol, a building violation. That's not. That's not. This, that's a different category. That's not a. Uh, that's not. We're talking about when you want money. I, you have stolen from me money. I want you to pay me a thousand dollars. Stop order is. I don't want you to do the construction. My house will fall down. There's a danger. You call the police. That's so. That's not money. That's that's not money. That's sakana. That you can do. But if you want money, you owe me money. I'm taking you to court to get back money that you owe me. And you go to court and you win. And the court, even if you don't, even if you don't win, you go to court and you tove at court. He owes me a thousand dollars. I want my money. And the court, they start a proceeding. You have violated halacha. You're not allowed to go take your friend to court before you first go to a bezdin. Be the bezdin will decide who gets the money. And if bezdin is not equipped to decide for various reasons, they will say, well, we can't do it. But if we give you permission, the bezdin here authorizes a harsha that the court should be our representative in settling this matter. No, zoning violation is not money. It's not money. It has to be a very specific tevia on moment. This is something which even today is not well known by the masses. And people right away go to court. And then someone tells you, know, you, you know, you wouldn't allow to do that. You had to first go to Bez and you did a very big Avera. So a person did this, and now they call him up, they want to him as a witness under the chuppah, Mechubit so-and-so to come to come to the chuppah and this guy five years ago took his friend to small claims court for 50 bucks so the guy's Navarian he's Navarian the whole wedding is not, not a kosher wedding so he says no unless it's tshuva we have to know the tshuva and so the answer is no this type of situation we have a foul general rule that the person does not know that it is osur then he's not posul le'edos and everything can go on the way it was you know first I mean I got called from uh, somebody who was, my friend called me and told me I'm going to be one of the AD Kedushin. He said, but you could expect a call from the Masada Kedushin and he's going to ask you a couple of questions. And what he asked me was if the air, if the Mechitza, my shul, was high enough for him to dive in there. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Was he a short guy or tall guy? <laughs> <laughs> Have a okay, class? let's go to the next. So what are the consequences if you've got a wedding and one of your witnesses is in culture? They're, they're, not, they're not married. They're, they're, they're legally not married. What if, what if the whole audience is from? That's a, that's another Shiloh. That's, that's 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 a Shiloh. Some hold that that the witnesses that you call they're not the exclusive witnesses. Everyone everyone sitting there is a witness. It's not a relative. It's not a relative. Well, that's the question. Says, like, a lot of times they say to the exclusion of. So that's not so simple. Should you say that? That's a brisket. Well, we have two different sets of Aedis for the Aedi Yichud and the Aedi Ksuba. Right? No. No, not all. Oh, what do you say? The Aedi Yichud and the Aedi 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 what Ksuba? Aedi Kwad? Two witnesses. No, no. No, you don't need to have different witnesses. It doesn't matter. The Aedi Yichud, that's only Chopo. That's not Kiddushin. That's not Kiddushin. That's not marriage. The Iker witnesses are the Eide Yichud. I, I, I'm sorry, the Eide Kedushin. The Eide Kedushin. That's the Iker. No, because even if you say it is a Psul and the Eide by the Chuppah, the Eide Yichud. No, no, no. It's a Chuppah below, below Kedushin. It doesn't mean anything. The Chuppah is only triggered after there's a good Kedushin. If there's no good Kedushin, the Eide Yichud are meaningless. There has to be good witnesses for the for the, for the Eide for the Kedushin. Not worse than that. He didn't say to me, Makadesh would be, you have to make it clear. That means Makadesh would be. He's not, he's not, he has to, very it's not so simple, so it's not, it's not so simple. So uh, the consequences are, so he's asking a good question, let's say there's a wedding and the witnesses are not kosher witnesses, so the consequences are that they're not married, they're living in sin, they're living in sin, the child that's born from this marriage do not have parents, they have yichos Yisrael. They lack a yichos, they lack a dargo that is this lack of yichos because the, their parents are living out of wedlock. And that is a spiritual problem. <coughs>
Halachically, why be mamzer? As long as she goes to mikvah, the only thing that we mamzer is is important. Well, I'm sorry, I take it back. Mamzer is only as long as she's not a. It's, it's not a forbidden relative. It's not. A, it's not an ish as ish. In order for a child to be called a mamzer, it cannot be incest, or it should not be ish as ish. That makes mamzeris. As far as nida, even if the woman is a nida, she, she, she's a nida. So he's chayiv karis for living with a nida, but the child is not a mamzer. Is not a mamzer. And as far as the yichus Yisrael, they should be married. A single pair, a woman that is, that is not married has a child without, 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 without living with a husband. That is a problem of yichus Yisrael. Okay, let's not go. T- Yes, they tell the witnesses Maharachuva. I told you what I once went to a wedding. I, I went to a wedding a number of years ago, and I was honored with being a witness. And I had a friend there who's a very big Talmud, he's a Talmud, very big Talmud Chacham. And, and he, when he found that I was going to be a witness, he says, like, he basically was shocked. I remember his, the expression on his face. And he's like, he basically said to me, you, you, who do you think you are? You're right to be a witness? Like, he, look, he looked at me as an Avarian. <laughs> I guess he's right. As an Avarian, like, you're not right to be a witness. You, to be a witness, you have to be. No, he wasn't jealous. He just said it to me the way... That's his nature. He's first a very tough person. A very tough person. Very tough person. So he got me thinking, like, you know, maybe, maybe I should refuse to be, to, to be a... He told me I should be Mahara Betshuva. And he's like, he was like very like... How could it be that someone like you comes to be a witness? This is you're affecting the whole marriage. <laughs> to each his own, okay? To each his own. What? Of course, I was offended. I think that's the only time. I <laughs> yes, there are many, many people that refuse that refuse in principle to to be a witness. Absolutely, absolutely, because they feel they they're nervous with this matter. To be a kosher witness means that you are a outstanding citizen in Klal Yisrael. And especially when it comes to money. I tell you that one of the people, uh, Reish Koilel, this is a very harsh Reish Koilel, refuses to serve as a witness for one very simple reason, that he deals with a lot of money every, every year. He runs a very popular Koilel, and he distributes a lot of money to the younger light. And it can't be, he says, that it doesn't happen that he makes mistakes. He, bring he, he brings people into the Koilel, he, he promises them how much he's going to pay them, and he collects money, and the assumption that when he collects money, there's a certain assumption the money is going to be distributed the proper way. He, he says, it can't be that I deal with money all this time, lots of money being paid, that I'm not going to mess up somewhere and, and deny someone who owes money, or still take someone else's money and give it to the wrong person. And therefore, according to Halakha, I'm a gazlan. I'm a ganif and a gazlan. And that's the worst possible thing you are to be a witness. I review, I told you last time also this, this, uh, this idea that some say just the opposite. When you go to a wedding, who do you have as witnesses? No, you have a chosh of the people, right? Chosh of the kingdom, chosh of Some said, Mamash Pumfa Kert. You should have children, not, not children, literally young people, 18 year olds, 18, 17 year olds, DY. What Avera could they have possibly done that could disqualify them as an aide? What Avera? <laughs> you know what I mean. You have someone, you have someone who's six. At the internet. So what? So someone and someone who's 60 and 70 didn't look at the internet. Someone who's 60, whatever Avera you're going to find by an 18 year old, you'll find by a 60 year old a million times more, plus who knows what else. Life, what life can do to a person is beyond, beyond your know, wildest imagination. <laughs> Someone who's 60, 70 years old, who knows, what he, who knows what he's been through in life? Who knows? Who knows the Nisiyonis he's been through in life? You don't know. A kid who's 17, 18 years old, what already did they do? What did they do? The internet. So the adult, everyone's on the internet. The 90 year olds also on the internet. So it's a it's, it's very interesting idea. You know, we totally changed. I grew up, is like, oh, there were certain people, I used to go to a wedding, there was always one person, everyone was Mechabed as a witness. Always Mechabed, because everyone held of him somehow in great esteem. And they felt comfortable, it's a kosher marriage when this person serves as a witness. And then, like, if you go to a wedding when he wasn't there and they were Mechabed someone else, you're always comparing. What? Was he indicted or? He was what? No, he was not. No, he was not. All right, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Okay, let's go to the next topic. Next topic. Gneva b'seiser mi poishet regel b'shvil chayvay. Poishet regel means bankruptcy 
A person declares bankruptcy. In halacha, there's no such thing as declaring bankruptcy. You owe someone money, you have a lifetime to pay them back. You should pay them back in 30 days. Unless you condition, the condition is other. But bankruptcy usually means that they can't take your house and something like that. Yeah. Different types of bankruptcy. Right. Yeah. If you're a corporation, if you're a corporation, you incorporate. For $99, you can incorporate. Even less. You can, for not, you're in a corporation. And then, then uh, you owe someone a million dollars. And you declare bankruptcy. That's it. No that's one come law, after you. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't pay him. Oh, that's the law. Person to take your house. In this world that we live in, the law is the bottom line. And unfortunately, that that then if, if the law says I don't owe you one penny, then even though morally and <coughs> legally I have an obligation, well, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to pay you back. What? In American law, there's no let's say you bankruptcy, you're finished. In halacha, there's no such thing. There's no if you owe someone money, you have to pay them back whether you like it or not. You want to say lumnus, you create a legal entity called the corporation. Halacha, by the way, there's no such thing as, as a corporation. In halacha, everything goes down to the yacha. This is a very big topic. How does halacha deal with corporations? What is a corporation? It's where the individual re- removes himself from liability. Is this shaykh in halacha for an individual? To, what? No, it's more, it's an entity to itself. A corporation is 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 a, is a, is a man-made concept where the individual is exempt, is free from liability. I'm a po- only for the good. Corporation is the most corrupt invention of man. Yeah. So how that's the in concept, it's the most corrupt invention of man to create a corporation. For people who wanted to create hospitals and do charity to hospitals, they would avoid taxes. Taxes. People would not be liable if there was malpractice in the hospital. Exactly. It's the goal is to remove, to benefit, to receive all the benefits, and to avoid <coughs> and to avoid liability. It's an amazing concept because because in halacha, it's it's like uh, no pain, no gain. Hashem made a world where no pain, no gain. There are there is a trade-off. Benefits come with responsibility. To create an institution where they only get the benefits, every month you get a check for the, for, for the, for the, for the dividends and for the liability, oh, not responsible. People can, people can die out there from malpractice and people, can, uh, and, uh, and, and people can lose all their money. It doesn't affect me. For 20 years, I'm, I've received millions of dollars. It's an amazing thing that men has invented. How does Halacha look at this? Halacha is in a bind. Because on the one hand, you go into the, the Sifri Musr, it's clear as day, there's no such thing. You have, you have responsibilities. If you go and you're involved in something, you cannot avoid responsibility. But Mitzat Sheni, Dina de Malchusadina. If this is what the norm, this was accepted in the world, Dina de Malchusadina, you and Halacha are not obligated to pay back the loss, debt, that is incurred by your corporation. It's extremely common. The Chesha Mishpah is a deal with these issues every single day. Every single day, Bati Dinim which deal with these type of Shilas. And there really is no one, there is no answer. And then on Chesha Mishpah today, it's accepted, there is, no, there is no answer to any question. It's a matter of dispute resolution, leaning to what it says in Shulchan Aruch. So here we have a fascinating topic over here. We're not going to talk about a little bit, let's just start a little bit. Is that a person, the company goes bankrupt. Goes bankrupt. And uh, you have lost all your money, but you have an option of taking back your money, basically stealing. Okay, it's a shocking thing to say over here, he writes, Geneva, stealing secretly, or let's say, let's, let's try to, you can, you can, you can uh, do something that's legal, but highly unethical. Let's determine it like that. Okay, we'll try to lighten the question. It's legal, legal, highly unethical highly unethical to get back your money that is owed by this corporation who declared bankruptcy. And you'll get away with it. You can do it publicly because it's my money. I have been hurt. I lent someone money and they declared bankruptcy and I want my money back. I'm going to get my money back and do something which is, he writes here, Geneva, the Seser, which we'll just translate loosely as unethical even though it may be illegal. So what is Halacha? The Sugin Mavur. Das Abayi. And we have this very interesting piece of the Gemara where a person, he grabs money from his friend. We suspect maybe really the money is owed him in an old loan and we'll deny it. 
So there is such an assumption that a person, I lent you money, you don't remember, but I remember, and therefore I'm going to seize the money, on, I'm going to take the law into my own hands. That if you swear, you can swear that the money that is, is your money, I swear, your person will swear that the money is, that is owed to me, it's truly my money. Let's just go further. If you know that money is owed to you, you can't prove it. You cannot prove it. You are allowed to seize assets of Shimon and then swear in court that this is my money. That's how far it goes. Now, everything it says over here, don't get carried away, but, but this is what he wants to say, the friend to whom you have lent money has a very poor memory, does not remember that you gave him $1,000. So, you don't want to remember? You want to deny the entire thing? You know, I'll take you, when you're not, when you're putting, taking off your tefillin, putting on your tefillin, when you're not watching, I'll take your watch. I'll steal your watch, go to a pawn shop, and convert your watch into $1,000, and I'm very happy now, I, I, I have been paid back. And when they discover that you, that, and, 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 or, or, or let's say you just take the watch, and then he says, oh, you have my watch. It's my watch. I swear in court, this is my property. Me'ikar hadin that's muta. That's an unbelievable chiddush. Navine, b'shut rapolim nishal b'darubin shayilai esik masu maton im shimon. Here's the case. Business. There's a business arranged between me and you. The governor of shimon v'gazal menu and shimon steals. He steals. He, he takes more money than doesn't tell him. Can't take out what he swallowed off from him. Bankruptcy. I really just I carry I got carried away with bankruptcy, but it's really the same idea. Paisha means paisha means you're in total denial. Same story. You're in business, and your partner has stolen money from you. He has taken advantage of you. He has stolen, and there's no way you can you can approach him and ask him for the money. But in another business arrangement you have with him, you have the ability to to uh, to deceive him to deceive him and take back your money through deception. That was the question. So shockingly, what it says here in the rap poem is it's mutter. If he stole your money, you want to steal my money? So I'll steal your money. I mean, it's a shocking thing to do deception, but there are many conditions. He does not tell us what the conditions are. One of them denied money was owed. The small, the, those that smaller debts to collect, they forced them. So question over here. There was a a a um, a creditor. Not a creditor, how do you call it? There was there was a person involved in business and he had multiple chovas to many suppliers, and many of the suppliers were big time supply. They owed, he owed them a lot of money. And they were small suppliers. 
and, and, and the person pretty much declared bankruptcy. And he came to a conclusion, he came to some arrangement with all of the suppliers, and the big suppliers, they forced the little guy to accept just a small amount of money. But the small guy, he never really forgave him for the losses, and now he has an opportunity to deceive him, to give him merchandise that's not on par, that's not 100%, or not to give the full amount of merchandise. And by doing so, by deceiving this person, he'll get back all of his money. So the question was, this person already signed a document that he's masking to a pshara, to a, a, a compromise. But now he has an ability to get back all the money through deception. So could he do so? Again, shocking thing that it says, So he writes over shocking that, that, that he can do it. Probably here is once you let a person do this, it's a slippery slope. He might start taking more than is absolutely certain that is owed to him. And that is clearly also. So he says over here is that if once you start doing this again, you allow a person to take back money that's owed to him through deception, it's extremely dangerous, it's addictive, you might, might start taking money that's really not owed to you, and you only, you're going to legitimize it in your corrupt mind. And therefore, when you do this, it has to be done only through the decision, through the assistance of someone who knows the halachas. If money that of your friend comes to you and you have a claim against this person, you should not say, hold since let's keep it. When you steal from a Ganef, you, you have the town of Geneva. But if you make the person know what you're doing, then it might be mutter because you, you, at least you're letting him know what you're doing. Okay, so therefore, this is a very touchy, touchy question. I can't imagine that today that this would that this would be, be accepted. What happens a lot of times in businesses, let's say a person has twenty people that owe money, I mean that he owes money to, and some places will call up a friend and say like that, you know what, I can't pay you, but you can come and pick up some merchandise. And really he's in bankruptcy and fact is he's not allowed to touch it because if you take out inventory then you you're stealing from the other people. Other people right. So these are That's right. what really is common. Today you have to be squeaky clean. Everyone is watching. Everyone's looking. Everyone is looking, and, and it's. Uh, I'm not so sure that what it says over here. Over here, all the different examples they're very makele. That if money comes into your hand and you can recoup your losses, mm-hmm. even though it's it's illegal or unethical, you can do it. I can't be that today this would would, would stand up. But the Batidin they would not allow you to do anything today. Today, the, today the goal is. Me'ikar hadin it's mutter, but times have changed. Me'ikar hadin it may be mutter according to the rules of halacha and gemara. Me'ikar hadin, but today it's not going to happen. Today there's no rob in the world that will tell you that you can go ahead and you can do these type of things. Person lost money, he lost money, and you want to go. The solution is to go and unethically take away the money, get back your money in an illegal way. It's just not going to work. All right, let's stop over here. Take a short break. Oh, this is the
My brother just says, when you do a Levaya, when you do a Levaya, yeah. you say Michtam LeDavid. Yeah. Then what else? What if you want to say more? Tell him what else would you say if you would want to say more? Yeah, you don't say. I mean, if it's an issue, you say Yishchayel. Yishchayel is the is the Mishlei, right? And man, well, let's say you would want to say more. You don't say anything else. Do you have to say sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, in other words, if it's you're not saying it, I lost it, I think. I'm not a rabbi. I'm not, I'm not practicing. I don't know. Okay, let's begin. 